0: What's up boys? Welcome back to episode 9 of the boys podcast. We're almost at 10. We're shorthanded once again. Carl, respect to you, thinking about you bro. Um, Delby's here, is here, and we're ready to get this thing started for episode 9. We know it's been a week. We know y'all want the sports podcast, so we're here to bring it to you. And we're going to start off with some news of the week. We do miss some stuff since we don't do one every single day. And the big news, the Seattle Seahawks acquire Jamal Adams from the New York Jets. And a massive deal. Bradley McDonald is sent back to the Jets, along with two first-round picks and a future second. Uh, Buddha, you're the Cowboys fan, in Dallas has been linked to Jamal Adams for a long time. So what are your thoughts about him getting traded to Seattle? Well, I mean, I'm sure Delby, like most
1: Eagles fans, probably thought that I was going to be upset that we didn't think of Jamal Adams. Which... I was because he wouldn't, be. wouldn't watch them all Adams, he wouldn't watch them all Adams on their team. But I mean, we wouldn't have had to get it up an arm and leg for him. I mean, I think we made a good decision. I think the Seahawks are gonna be ridiculous now. It's gonna be like their old Super Bowl teams. Like back in the Legion of Boom era. Uh, they're they're gonna be ridiculous now. So kudos to them for pulling that off. If they can get clowny they're going to be even more unstoppable. Um, but yeah, I don't want to have too much to say. I mean, I wanted Jamal Evans to be on the team, but it just didn't work out in our favor. Just the way it goes. All
0: right, Debbie, what are your thoughts?
2: Um, I think every Cowboys fan should be upset. Um, they had a chance at the best safety in the league, and they missed out on the opportunity. And um. I think the Cowboys have one of the best offenses in the league, but an upgrade with Jamal Adams to their defense, I would say, would make them actually Super Bowl contenders. Um, but that didn't happen, so they're not. But um, I don't know. I think the, the deal was... I think the Jets won the deal more than the Seahawks did in my opinion, because the Seahawks got two first-round picks and a third-round pick, and they got... Elite. I mean, an average um, safety in return to replace Jamal Adams, so I don't have to go out and get an even worse safety. Um, yeah, like I so don't think like I don't think Jamal Adams was going to really. I mean, I think he's a great presence to have on their defense, but I don't think it's really going to change anything for their season next year. Um, but yeah, I agree with Buda. I think the Seahawks are going to be nasty. Um, I think their defense um, is going to be really good. It, It'd be crazy if if they just would have uh, kept Richard Sir, uh, Richard Sherman um, and um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think they're they're my number one um, contenders to win to come out of the NFC. So but, yeah,
0: um, I will say I disagree with you. I think Seattle won the trade easily because if you look at it, yes, the f-
1: All Rise Aaron Judge is Sorry.
0: Um, Yeah I think Seattle won the trade You're getting the number one safety in the league Yeah you're giving up two first round picks But like you said if Seattle's going to be in the the NFC title game in the Super Bowl Those are going to be in the 30's You don't really see a lot of elite Talent going in the 30's As far as first round picks And you never know with second round picks They're hit or miss And plus this is the Jets we're talking about They don't know what it's like To have good draft picks
2: Yes, but also you have to
0: look at the situation they were in, too, because... Oh, yeah. So... And, yes, they got back uh, Bradley McDonald, who's a more than capable safety. So I understand what the deal's got done. I just don't think the price that Seattle gave up is as steep as everyone thinks. If you really look and deep dive into the fact that they're going to be late first-round picks at best. Um... Yeah, uh, as, as y'all said, Seattle's defense is going to be some scary stuff. Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner is going to be a fearsome duo for years to come. Uh, Seattle on offense, Tyler Lockett is probably the one of the most underrated wide receivers in the National Football League. Um, they have a good running back in Chris Carson, but he's hurt at the moment, so they're a little thin at the running back position. Um, they They have a solid line, but it's nothing great. But... The Seahawks still have Russell Wilson behind center. To me, is the second-best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes. Lamar, sorry, you're not there yet. Um, he can go out and win them games. Their defense is getting back to the terms of being elite. They have a great coach. The only thing that might hinder them is being in the same division with San Francisco. But I don't, I don't think San Francisco is going to be as good as they were last year. You yeah, also have
2: to remember, sorry I cut you
0: off. that no, They're
2: gonna have to. I mean, they're gonna have to pay him.
0: And I don't think that's years. gonna be a problem. They wouldn't have traded for him if they weren't gonna pay him.
2: I don't know. I mean,
0: I don't, I don't know. I just, oh, I did see I something think... though, and I'm what really excited to hear Buddhist thoughts on this because I think this this rumor that I heard about the Colts and Dak Prescott is like totally false. But I just want to hear your thoughts. I saw something oh, earlier today cool, that the Colts man. are following the Dak situation in Dallas closely. As R- R- Ruta, I I don't buy it, but I just want to know what you think about the Colts possibly eyeing Dak. Well, once again,
1: you know, just a bunch of people trying to put the Cowboys in the spotlight, like everyone tries Stop. to do, Stop. in a negative manner. We can't Stop help it. it. We're Stop it. Team. It's, not even time about, time it's not even drama. about the Cowboys, know, it's about it's that. Dak. Dude, Dude, it, dude, it's literally a situation that is literally like totally irrelevant and not even true that they're just making crap up to get make things a little interesting before the season starts.
0: I actually okay, agree uh, with you on that. Though I can
1: agree with I that. I agree with that, but we do gotta talk about it because they didn't sign a long term deal for some reason. I don't care. I literally don't care. He's playing for this next season, isn't he? Isn't he? he? Is. he okay, is. then that's all I care about.
0: All right. Okay. All right. I just want to know what your opinion because I saw it earlier. Alright. Let's get into this top 100 list. Oh my god, this is going to be some angry three people. Let's Let's first get into the list about how you rank the league's best receiver, in my opinion, Julio Jones, at 11. Like. At least put him in the top ten. You mean to tell me that Derrick Henry is a better football player than Julio Jones? I don't get it. I'm having a feeling this year the players did not make this list because there's some stupid things in here. Yes. Fletcher Cox, the league's second best defensive tackle in the freaking 70s. Um, Keenan Allen in the 80s. Devontae Adams, who's a top five receiver in the league in the 50s. I'll personally be with you. I think Dak could be higher. And by higher, I mean up near the late 30s, upper 40s. Um, Carson
2: Wentz, it?
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Which but we'll blows go- my mind. We'll go on to that at, uh, privately. Because I, mean, I ain't, I, I ain't trying to start yeah. fights. Yeah, I figured. Um, I, I guarantee you everyone's like... So why does he always say start fights? I'm like, yeah, guys, y'all have plenty of opportunities to experience this when we get to the Eagles-Cowboys game in Week 8. Y'all will get there. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. Um, Freaking Matt Ryan. I don't understand why he was left off either.
1: But he choked the 28-point lead in the Super Bowl? Two, th- two or three years ago, maybe even four. Matt Ryan. Was was has has, home, has, has cool. he been to a relevant game? Yeah, okay, but with that, look at look at,
2: look at at the injuries that his team's dealt with. And I'm not making that as an excuse, but they've had a lot of injuries since the Super Bowl.
0: So, To be fair, order. both of their stars on defense have played like five and games the in the last few years. No. Yeah, they're also with New Orleans and Tampa. I'm not going to mention my team because we suck. Um, but yeah, the man list, and they're revealing it right now. Number 10, Derrick Henry. Number 9, Stephon Gilmore. Um, everyone that's listened to the podcast previously knows my opinions on Michael Thomas. They don't really need to be repeated. I will say um this though before we oh number eight is DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals. Michael Thomas, well, right? Is the number one receiver? I'm surprised
2: Kittle's in, in front of Gilmore. To be honest, okay. Be, so. But.
0: I tell you, they're gonna put McCaffrey at. They're gonna put McCaffrey at six. I know No, it. they're not. No, they're not. I know dude. they're going to. I know they're going to. He'll be five. He better be. He should. Be. Um. But yeah, we've had some news come out um, about players uh, either opting out or going in on the COVID list because they're they've either contracted it or they've been in. A couple big names. Detroit Lions tight end T.J. Hawkinson. Detroit Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Philadelphia Eagles left tackle Lane Johnson. Um, A lot of names coming out on the COVID list, which, I mean, isn't necessarily a bad, bad thing because we all know I'm not going to go into the political crap that is COVID because that's not what we're here for. A lot of players... uh, opting out. A big one, though. Chiefs running back Damian Williams has opted out of the 2020 season. He was their main back, and now it is Clyde Edwards-Elair's season in Kansas City.
2: That's not bad. That's not
1: bad. Bro. So,
0: That's Kansas City, they're still, they'll still be fine. Yep. Um, speaking of opting out, this might get heated. Just, I'm gonna warn y'all. Um The first... Power Five collegiate player to opt out of the of the potential 2020-2021 season for college football is Virginia Tech cornerback Caleb Farley, projected to be a top 25 pick in next year's draft. I don't blame him one bit. Uh, I'm gonna leave him the floor, early on. Delby. I'm gonna let you go first since you attend Virginia Tech.
2: Um, I mean, honestly, I don't blame him either. Of course, it's gonna hurt not having his presence on the defense because. I mean, really, no one, I mean, if they throw it his way, it's, he's, he's, I don't know, it's just, he's just, his presence there on our defense um, is, would be nice for the safeties and just for the defense itself and make it easier on our team. But, I mean, I think it's okay. Um, I mean, I respect his decision because make millions or um, risk getting sick playing uh, football. But. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I mean, it sucks, but I mean, I can't really be pissed about it because it's not, it's not my decision to make or anyone else's, it's his, so. Alright,
0: Buddha. Well,
1: uh, see, uh, people, people know how I feel about the whole player, college player sitting out bowl games, that kind of situation, that kind of deal. I think we're living in a day and age where uh, people are out to come to the real- realization that this is always going to be in our life, cause It was going to be in our life. We can't constantly live in fear and not live our regular lives. Personally, I think Caleb Farley, I'm an all-time Tech fan. And personally, I think he's taking advantage of the system that he's in. I think he doesn't want to play out this season because he knows his draft stock will drop. Stop. Stop. Don't do this. Don't do this now. No, don't, I'll do not Don't, don't you
2: dare do it. Do it. I'll do it don't do it I'll do it don't I'm gonna let you finish but I
1: don't okay that's fine oh he's gonna do this he's gonna sit out <laughs> for the fact that he is in like that he talked about earlier today he's in multiple mock drafts in the first round so they rock for him he's gonna go get drafted hopefully in the first round Um, I think he's doing this uh, as a cop out way, a good cop out way. Not saying it's bad. I would probably do the same situation if I was in the shoes. He's taking advantage of it because I think if he truly don't, I think if I think if he did play, I think he did play. I think a big time football program like Clemson would make him look um, childish. Stop it now. I cannot believe you're saying this because taxes I did been not expect to... you to say this. Stop it. No. no I, I'm tired of it. People need this people need to play that. No.
2: Don't you no, it's not even about that. You're saying that he's he's not playing because he doesn't want to hurt his chances of um, of getting drafted. This is what you're saying. He's taking advantage of him. don't say that. He's not.
0: I saw Figure. his I saw his video. And it apparently it has a lot to do with the fact that He lost his mother to cancer and a lot of other stuff with sickness-wise. And look, like Dolby said, I hate it because he was arguably the best player on the defense. I mean, Tech's only... I mean, Tech has not had many players drafted as of recent years. Thanks, Fuente. Um, So it sucks. But I'm telling you, he's a small part in a large domino that's about to fall. You're going to see a big, big big-time name. Prospect like top yeah. ten, opt out. Well, I just think
1: it's things because this is gonna start. It's gonna be. It's gonna numbers are gonna grow. It's not even gonna be legitimate teams playing anymore for these football teams. It's not even gonna be fun to watch. There's gonna okay. be third stringers playing in. But the same things happening in the NFL too. All I have to say is, if Trevor Lawrence ends up playing this season, everyone else is soft because he should be the one to sit out this season. But I'm not. But I'm Cause not. He, even has a, fair. he has a defi- He has a definite number one overall picking
0: the draft not definite like, not um, definite i think after what, i think he most
2: definitely if he would opt out he's, he's one two he's 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 maybe I would I don't even wouldn't even put him at three he's one two lock but oh, oh, yeah but what I want to say is tex defense is returning so much production from last year that they have experience that i think they're gonna be okay it sucks losing that one piece but i saying. This player play, up's going to be fine. I'm
1: telling play, you. Players are going to have their reasons for not playing, which I get that. I'm not going to discredit them. If you don't want to play for your safety, I'm not going to say you can't do it. Because at the end of the day, like Dolby said, it is their decision. I'm going to respect it. But, I don't know. I just want to... And I'm
0: not saying this about I, Caleb Farley, because this isn't his case. But this is to some people. Uh, I'm going to say it about Nick Bosa, who had his crazy year last year. He played two games... In his senior year with Ohio State and had the minorest of minor hamstring injuries. And he sat out the rest of the year to prepare for the draft. Which was fine, but that's different. because
2: That is different. I do not agree with
0: that. I was not a fan of that move. I also was or not a fan a couple of years ago when Oregon was in a meaningless bowl game. And our best running back sat out. I wasn't a fan of that at the time. But I agree. what you see though. You look at the top picks. This past year. Joe Burrow. Every game. Chase Young. Every game. Jeff Okuda. Every game. And yeah, I'm talking about the big teams. But look at Justin Herbert, for example. He didn't have to play in the Rose Bowl. It wasn't a national championship semifinal. But he played. And he played well and won the MVP, the offensive MVP. And that's why he was the sixth overall selection. So when it comes to Caleb Farley... It sucks. I hate it. It's gonna start a domino effect. It is. But I don't see a lot of the big timers sitting out, especially Trevor. Uh, I-, I don't see Trevor Lawrence doing it.
2: But you have to understand, too. The NFL is going through the same thing, so they understand, like, yeah. like it's not gonna hurt his draft. Like, I don't think it's those are but
1: my thing is those are grown men who, like are, That's like their paycheck. Like, they yeah, can still stay in college. And start to receive the benefits of the NIL name, image, of likeness rights, where they can start making money off of playing college ball. So,
0: I, I think I doing. will say this: I think if college players got a little bit of like endorsement money, this would be an entirely different conversation.
1: I agree. And they're all and they're almost there. They're so right the that's an
0: entirely different conversation. Um, it does suck. But speaking of Virginia Tech, we're gonna go through the ACC. We're eventually gonna get to Madden, but there's been so much news today regarding the ACC. Um, The ACC came out and announced their 11-game reschedule. The biggest part is Notre Dame this year will be a part of the ACC. They will have a chance to play for the ACC championship game, which will help them tremendously if they're in the hunt for the college football playoff. Um, Now, they do got to play Clemson. They do got to play Florida State. They got to play a lot of the up teams in the ACC But, barring something, and the way this works this year, there are no Coastal and Atlantic divisions this year for the ACC. It's every team against pretty much every team. I mean, obviously, you're not going to have some matchups. Like, Tech isn't playing Florida State. Um, But it's the way the Big 12 does things. The top two teams that have the best conference winning percentages will play in Charlotte for the ACC Championship game. Personally, barring some miracle, Clemson-Notre Dame are going to play twice. They'll play the regular season game, and then... Now, I'm not saying Notre Dame won't choke against somebody, but as of right now, if I had to pick, I would pick Clemson-Notre Dame. But...
2: I'm telling you, to Tech's in the hunt for it. I'm oh, I'm not, not they saying are, they're not. They're scheduled there in the Tech. I'm not they're saying if, they're not. If if they don't pull Tech, now...
0: There, Yeah, that's the thing. But I don't want to see Clemson and Notre Dame more than once. You want to know why? Remember the last time Clemson played Notre Dame? 31 nothing In the college right. football semifinal. In the college football playoff semifinal. So um, I expect a lot of other teams to follow this. But it's very interesting. I don't think there should be divisions in college football, if I'm being honest. I think we should stick with every team plays almost every team every year, and the two best teams with conference records play in the title games. Because I'm, because, I'm because you way. could have a situation where, like, just say for the sake of things, like, Clemson has a bunch of injuries and they collapse, right? If this was a regular year, you'd probably have what? You'd have what? You'd probably have what? NC State or Louisville somewhere? But if you don't do divisions and Virginia Tech and North Carolina have both ten wins, wouldn't you would wouldn't you want to see that instead of a ten win team against like a seven win team? Yes. That's the way the Big Twelve did it, and this year Oklahoma and uh, Baylor were playing for a spot in the playoff. What a good game. It was a great game. So I just want to know what y'all's thoughts are on the ACC schedules.
1: Go ahead, Buddha. I like the system. I mean, I think, like you said, we should stick to this. I mean, I think if you want to determine who's the best in each conference, I think that each team should be able to play just about every single team in that conference. And at the end of that season, they should have that ACC championship. Um, I like how Notre Dame is deciding to come into the ACC this year. I think this will possibly cause them to stay.
0: Um, I I really hope they stay. I really hope they do. My main issue sure? with Notre Dame for years has been the fact that they haven't wanted to join a conference, and that's why they've been irrelevant to me in every single big game they've played in. Clemson, the absolute dismantling of them that Alabama did in the national title game about a decade ago. Um, so Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Notre Dame coming to the ACC this year. And Sorry, go ahead, Buddha. I just had to throw my two cents in on Notre Dame. No,
1: you're good. No, I mean, I think... I think you'll probably be Clemson and Notre Dame. I mean, I, I really, I don't think there are really a team you can count out this year. I think it's be one of those years, this year in particular with the whole COVID thing. It's just going to be interesting
0: because I think you are going
1: to, you're going to see more players like Farley start stepping away. I hate to say it. It's just the way it's going to be. And you're going to see these teams that had the potential to be the best, but not be solely because of the fact that they had five or six players. Not play. Who knows? You could see Georgia Tech and Duke in the ACC championship because Clemson lost seven dudes because one guy tested positive, and everybody had you know, seven guys step away. And anything could happen. Anything's on the table this year. I think it's, it's just I like, nothing's guaranteed.
2: It's just like with baseball and NBA and even the NFL. It's just going to be a weird year that people can or teams that can that usually aren't projected to win anything um, get an opportunity to um, do something this year which is which sucks because everyone's going to be like well look who you had to play against or Clemson didn't have these amount of players but also it's pretty cool because it's just going to be fun too basically so
0: Um, NFL Top 100 update number 7 George Kittle good I guarantee you what's about to happen. Uh, guarantee you what's I'm about to happen. Guarantee you Who's they're going to put McCaffrey at 6 and Michael Thomas at 5, and this podcast um, is about to get very, very upset. Certain. I'm they're I'm certain. telling you. I'm telling you all. I will be very upset. Just like I was upset when Michael Thomas won NFC Offensive Player of the Year over Christian this past year. I wasn't happy about that either. Let's talk some Madden. Uh, Let's go to the defensive tackles first. I'm going to read through the top ten, and then we'll break it down. Uh, At number one is Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle Philadelphia Eagles at a 96. Chris Jones of Kansas City, 92. Michael Pierce, who opted out of the 2020 season a few days ago, at 91 for the Vikings. Grady Jarrett for the Falcons at 90. Kenny Clark, Green Bay, 90. Geno Atkins, Cincinnati, 88. DeForest Buckner, Indianapolis, 87. Kawan Short, Panthers 87, and Vita Vey, Bucks 87. Um, honestly, the top five, I have no issues. Uh, Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Now, a lot of people consider Aaron Donald as a defensive tackle, so that's he's rated as a defensive end in, in this game, but I'm rating him as a defensive tackle because that's mainly where he lines up. But Fletcher Cox. Is the second best defensive tackle in the league. Now, he did have ten and a half sacks and 101 tackles in 2018. When you have a year like that, you're gonna have a down year the following year, especially when you're getting double and triple team. You need any other proof? Fletcher Cox is the Eagles, is the Eagles version, Demarcus Lawrence is the Cowboys version. Same issue. Um as far as Chris Jones, he signed that massive extension like a couple days after Patrick Mahomes signed his mega deal. Um, that's good for Kansas City. Chris Jones is a top five defensive tackle in the league, and he's pretty much the anchor of that defense. Michael Pierce, Minnesota, as we said, he's opted out, but he's one of the key pieces on Minnesota's defense. Uh, Minnesota's defense is going to fall apart because you've got their safety, aside from Harrison Smith, that they're not going to pay. Um They've got the Dalvin Cook situation, even though props to Dalvin Cook for showing up to camp despite a contract dispute. Mad props, by the way. Um, and we got Grady Jarrett, um, who to me is the most underrated defensive tackle in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Dude doesn't get talked about enough. He's always disrupting things in the middle when Carolina plays the Falcons.
1: I think he's three. He's in the third or fourth when it comes to getting double teams in yeah. games, yeah. if I remember correctly.
0: Because he's the only p- pass rusher on Atlanta's team that can stay healthy uh and then kenny clark for green bay silently unless your name's aaron Rodgers or Devontae adams you really aren't really known about outside of green bay no offense aaron jones um but yeah kenny clark um personally Gino too high 88 hasn't really had a good season in a couple of years uh i think he's just rated 88 because of his name and what he's done in his past I think Buckner's ahead of him. Uh, yeah, the sure. Buckner 87's a joke. Dude's a top. He's not top five, but he's. I would. I wouldn't say put him in the ninety club, but I'd say put him
1: '88,
0: '89. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, Kawun short, Carolina uh, too high. Um, he was hurt last year, but when he's healthy, he's one of the best. Um, our 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 course defense missed him last year, and we'll have him back along with our rookie Derek Brown. So. I see why it's up there, and then and then Vita Vey for Tampa doesn't really get talked about much, but that's mainly every single player on Tampa's team. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really have any problems with defensive tackle except just a few things. I mean, what really do you much.
2: think of Gerald McCoy being eighty five?
1: Uh, I mean, I think it's a good spot for him in his career. I think it's a good overall. I think he has the potential to get, like increase next year if he has a solid season with us. But I mean, I think it's I think it's a good score for him. I don't think I don't think I think he could be maybe eighty six, eighty seven. I wouldn't give him more than that.
0: I think eighty five is good for him. Um, obviously, the dude was one of the starters on the front four of the worst run defense that has ever been produced in this league along with Don Terry Poe, who also Dallas signed. Um, yeah, so, and I think they'll be fine there, but it's no secret that they didn't really help matters in being, I mean, that run defense for us last year was awful. A, I'm, telling you, I'm telling you, you could grab a second-grade peewee football player and they could run 10 yards through that defensive line. Yeah, like I said, the defensive tackles I really don't have much of a problem with. It's not bad. Um, Yeah, there's not really anybody down the list up onto the first page that I really have a disagreement with. Uh, Fletcher Cox being at the top, especially since we're not considering Aaron Donald defensive tackle right here. I 100% agree. All right, Delby, you want to go corners or linebackers? We'll corners. Cornerback. This is where we're gonna have some debate, because I've got some problems here. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scroll, scroll through the top. Day. I'm gonna scroll through the top ten, and then there's some outside the top ten that I don't agree with whatsoever. Um, at number one is obviously ninety nine Club himself, Stefan Gilmore, New England Patriots, best corner in the league. We don't need to talk about it. Uh number 2 Jalen Ramsey, Los Angeles Rams, 94 overall. Um I put put him at a 95, but I mean, man talks a lot of crap, but most of the time he backs it up. Uh 92 Richard Sherman too high. Um Look, I love Sherman, but man doesn't really have it anymore. He's just there because of his name. He got absolutely burnt alive in the Super Bowl. Um, okay, what
2: do you think you should
0: be at, then? A 90. I think he's still okay. 90 club, but just put him down here. As long as you think
2: he's 90s club, then we're cool. Yeah,
0: we're fine. Uh, most underrated corner in the NFL is Jair Alexander, Green Bay, at 90. That dude is good. Speaking of underrated, Tredavious White, Very. Buffalo, 90. Uh, Casey Hayward, Jr., L.A. Chargers, 89. Marlon Humphrey, 89. All right. This is where we're going to get into these two specifically. Miami Dolphins quarterback, excuse me, Miami Dolphins cornerback Byron Jones at an 88 and Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, damn, cornerback Darius Slay Jr. at an 88. Darius Slay should be above Byron Jones.
2: Agreed. I agree.
0: Um, I think Darius Slay should be an 89. I'm not saying 90, but he's too low. Um Patrick Peterson only at an 88, which I kind of agree with. Peterson's great, but he hasn't really had a great year in a couple of years. Um No lie though. Chargers may have one of the best all around secondaries in the NFL. Casey Hayward yes. Jr., Chris Harris Jr., and Desmond King the second. I mean, they're pretty good the court. They're pretty good defensively. Offense is really going to be their only question with Tyrod and Justin Herbert. Which speaking of, their head coach, Anthony Lynn, came out today and said Tyrod. More than likely will be the day one starter as he wants Herbert to learn the game and learn Tyrod's work ethic. Which, get, uh, to be fair, we all expected get. that. Um, if you go down the list here, Denzel Ward eighty six, Marshawn Lattimore eighty six. Think Lattimore is a little overrated, personally. I, like, I think he's, I think that's a good position for him. I yeah. Uh Then Jason McCourty, Kyle Fuller, Marcus Peters, A.J. Boyer, kind of round out the first page all within the 85 to 84 range. Yeah, my main issue is uh, with Byron Jones and Darius Lay. Buddha, you still there, man? Hold on, guys. Technical. All right, guys. Sorry, we're back. Just had some technical difficulties. All right. We're going to stop what we were talking about real quick because I got something to get off my chest. The NFL Top 100 list just ranked Christian McCaffrey as the sixth best player in the NFL. Michael Thomas, you have got to be kidding me. I I I can't. I I literally cannot with the fact that this media continues to disrespect Christian McCaffrey and anyone, for that matter, that puts on a pant with uniform. Cam Newton didn't get a single ounce of respect his entire career in Carolina, and as soon as he signs somewhere else, the media praises him up. The same thing is going to happen to Christian. It's BS. Michael Thomas, while he's a great receiver, is not better than Hopkins, is not better than Julio, and he's damn sure not better than Christian McCaffrey. You tell him, Big E. You tell him. I may be biased, and I want to hear y'all's two thoughts, but I'm going to stop talking before I cuss, because this is BS.
2: But you know how I feel. Wow. I don't think Michael Thomas is better than Julio or Hopkins, especially not McCaffrey. But, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think the whole list itself has shown that it's not really the best list, but, yeah, I feel for you. That's... It's tough,
1: but, I
0: mean, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, as long as you... Oh, no. It doesn't, but it just annoys me.
1: It it does. The fact that players voted for that is a joke.
0: I don't think they did.
1: They
0: did. did. No, oh, no. I I just know previously the list is by the players, but there's just so many inconsistencies with this list this year. It's like, how are these players this stupid?
2: Yeah.
0: No. All right, Buddha. Linebackers or save? Sorry, linebackers or ends?
1: You know I want linebackers.
0: Which one? Because they're ranked separately.
1: Uh, interior all together.
0: Interior. Okay. That would be the middle linebacker position.
1: Mike's baby. Do they have middle linebackers on this
0: list? Oh, yeah. All right, middle linebackers. Number one, who should be a 99, by the way, uh, Bobby Wagner, Seattle. You won't get any arguments out of me anymore about him being the best linebacker in the league now that Luke Keekley is retired. Wink, wink. Um, Levante David at 2 with a 90 for Tampa. Eric Kendricks, 89. Hightower, Dante Hightower, New England, who opted out a few days ago. One of many Patriots. Eighty eight, Fred Warner, San Francisco eighty seven, Dion Jones, Atlanta eighty six, CJ Mosley and Avery Williamson for the Jets eighty-five, eighty-four, Roquan Smith, eighty-three, and or, there's a few others. But the my main issue with this list is Jalen Smith. I just I don't know how you can watch film and watch tape and rate Jalen Smith an eighty one overall. I don't get it, I, I don't I don't get it, but you, it's your team, your player, take it.
1: Man, I'm just, I'm just used to it now. By now. I'm used to it. I, you you know, aren't used to it. Stop. Here, no, no, no. Here's the thing. If there's one player that deserves credit on that Dallas Cowboys football team that has consistently gave his all since he jumped that organization, it's Jalen Smith. The dude literally came out of a Basically, career-ending knee injury. Basically, was told he was never going to play again. Jerry Jones banks on him. He's balls out. Him and Van Gurens are like the. There are talked about as being one of the best linebackers doing in the league. Not saying that they were, but at the time when they both were peaking, they were talked about like that. And I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised they had to have him that low. I think that he's going to continue to have to just basically shut everybody up and just make people realize of how good he actually is and how consistent his play is. But, I mean, it's bad ratings. I mean, I don't really care. I don't really give a crap. It doesn't mean anything. But definitely should be a lot higher than that. But it's whatever. I think the list is decent. Obviously, Blackner's middle. Keekly's gone. So, there's no debate. Um, but after that, I mean, you got a bunch of studs at the linebacker position. I mean... Tremaine's at eighty.
0: Yeah, uh, Tremaine's two two spots below Jalen.
1: Yeah, Tremaine's also one of those guys I feel like has slept on in the league too. But... I agree.
0: Um I don't know. My look and I know the Madden ratings every year are ridiculously bad, but like I, I just I don't get it, man. Jalen Smith's one of the best linebackers in the NFL, at least to me when I watch tape.
1: And when I don't get it there's literally a <laughs> With it, Madden's like business where they literally are paid to make these rankings and to watch film on these players and to go to practices. They get to go to games for free. These police, random probably nerds who've never touched the football in their life. Sorry, I'm not sounding disrespectful, but these people year in and year out, like, it's like, do they even watch the games? Like, what, like these rankings are just atrocious and it, it's never going to stop because it's Madden and anything Madden does is atrocious but we continue to buy it just because it's an NFL football game yep. unless an NFL football game comes out everyone's going to get Madden and Madden capitalizes so once again crappy rankings but you know it's just frustrating
0: alright we're going to go left outside this time we're going to go outside um the, the the this list dominated by the top three. Khalil Mack ninety-seven Von Miller ninety seven Chandler Jones ninety-five. Um no arguments. No. Zero. Those are the three best. Um after that, uh Zedaria Smith, Green Bay eighty eight, Kyle Van Noy, Miami eighty six, TJ Watt eighty six, Pittsburgh way too low. TJ Watt was finished second in the Defensive Player of the Year ratings last year behind Gilmore. Eighty-six is a absolute joke. Darius Leonard, eighty-five. That's too low. Um, I think after last year, I think Leighton Van Der Esch's spot is fine, but I think he'll rise as the season progresses if he gets back that form that he had a couple. Where years ago. is he at right now? He's in the eighty-three.
1: What's his ranking with the linebackers?
0: Um. Nine. Nine, okay. Yeah, I like that. And the go. and the top 10 is rounded out by Baltimore Ravens linebacker Matthew Nice G- <laughs> by uh Ravens linebacker Matthew Judon. Yeah, uh, this list is fine. Uh Vander Esch will be higher, but uh TJ Watt's really my only complaint. I mean, I mean, the top three of the top three. So, I think we pretty much all to agree into there. Yes. All right. Right outside linebackers. Here's the main, here's the big thing, though.
2: They gave me lost Buddha.
0: Again? Yeah. Hold on, guys. Alright guys, sorry, we're back. Um, just me and Delby now, Buddha had to go and do something. Sorry, we're having a lot of technical difficulties tonight, but hey, episode's still going to be out, as I promised, on our Instagram account, which you can go follow, at Boys the Podcast. is um, also the same for our Facebook and Twitter pages. Twitter haven't updated in a while, but I'll get to it. Um, work is fun. But, let's go back to uh, the right outsides. Which, by the way, does not have a 190 overall rating for right outside linebacker. The top one is 89, which is DeMario Davis Saints. Next one I've got a massive problem with. Shaquille Barrett, Tampa Bay, in an 85. He was probably the second or third best defensive player in the league last year. Let Maybe- Um, all these her he wow. had 19 and a half sacks 19 and a half and he's an 85 overall
2: No respect, man. That's ridiculous.
0: No like unbelievable, Maybe. no respect whatsoever.
2: Um I yeah, i move him to an 88 89
0: yeah, I personally would put him at ninety above Demario Davis, but um, yeah. the list rounded out by Preston Smith, eighty-four, Green Bay; Harold Landry the third, Tennessee, eighty-two; Robert Quinn, Chicago, eighty-two; uh, Bradley Chubb, Denver, eighty-one. Too low. Uh, and then too all the low. all the others, I don't really have a massive problem with. Uh, I think me and you were pretty much in an agreeance on that one. Yes,
2: one hundred percent.
0: we're gonna go right defensive end are you ready for this yes right defensive end we have four in the 90s uh aaron donald 99 best po- defensive player in the league and argument could be made for best player in the league in general calais campbell baltimore 95 miles garrett cleveland 93 cameron hayward 90 pittsburgh huh baltimore cleveland pittsburgh hey cincinnati what's going on there boy? what's going on there boys uh, that's why I think Joe is gonna struggle. He's in the defense with three of the top four defensive ends in the league. Nick Bosa, 89. Stop. 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 <laughs> I know it was his rookie year, but the no, 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 no. Uh, Melvin in- Melvin Ingram, the third. LA Chargers, 88. Not- Nambican Sioux, 86. Trey Flowers, 86. Trey- Justin Houston, 85. Frank Clark, 83. Uh, Chase Young is an 80 overall. He's the highest-rated rookie in the game.
2: Good. He deserves to and be. He
0: deserves to be. The only reason he wasn't number one overall is because, you know, the Bengals needed a quarterback. Yep.
2: Brendan Graham, I think, at 87. I'd move him to an 88-89, but, I mean, that's not terrible.
0: Yeah. Not the much. only one I got a massive issue is Nick Bosa. He should be a, 90, he should be a 92, personally. Ninety two. Ninety two. Oh okay, he's at eighty nine. Okay, then okay. yes, I agree. Ninety one, ninety two. All right. I'm gonna go to the other side. Left defensive end. Alright, this is where we're gonna have problems. JJ Watt JJ Watt at a ninety eight. Stop it. Um I love JJ Watt, but ninety eight No. Come on. He's been I'm not saying I mean, I'm not saying – so he should still be a 95, but I'm saying 96. 98, no. He has not been healthy enough to warrant a 98.
2: But look at him when he is healthy. You Look at him when he is healthy. But he hasn't
0: been healthy in like two years.
2: I'm saying that, that playoff game against the Bills, dude, and he came back. I know. They, he was I determined. personally
0: think the guy that's rated below him is better or has been better in recent years, and that's coming from me. Cameron Jordan, New Orleans Saints, 96. No. I think he should be a 97. Cameron Jordan's arguably the best defensive end in the league. I wouldn't put him in front
2: of JJ. I'd maybe put him... Now, who I think is too low... Or... Let's move Cameron Jordan up to 97.
0: Joey Bosa at 91, who signed that massive extension the other day. I knew I should have had his stat, his contract.
2: That's 100...
0: Written down. 5 years 135 million which is a 102 million guarantee which is the highest guaranteed money for a defensive player in league history. Let's see that that was Miles Garrett and that lasted all of about 2 weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh 91, I think I think him and his brother I think Joey I think Joey's right there and Nick should be a 91 92. Uh 89 yeah. for Nick Bosa is an absolute joke. Uh, 89 for Daniel Hunter, 89 for DeMarcus Lawrence. Both of those should be 90s. Um, 88, Akeem Hicks. That's fair, but I could see him rising. Brandon Graham, 87. Um. Yeah, I really don't have a lot of problems outside of that little tops. And I know I'm probably the minority, but I don't think J.J. Watt should be above Cameron Jordan.
1: Now, if we're talking like...
0: If we're and that's recency, Cameron Jordan statistically has been better than JJ Watt the last two years.
2: So yeah, it's because he's played more. But I'm, I think if if he wouldn't have gotten like, hurt, like if we're basing this non,
0: like if we're basing this non Madden, then yes, one hundred percent JJ Watt's better. He's he's okay. a future Hall okay, of Fame. Okay, I family. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But, but this is Madden, so that's just how I feel. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it kind of gets me the fact about I'm that. Awesome. Uh, but so we time we're gonna cover safeties. Uh, free safety top one is Devin McCourty, ninety-two overall, the New England Patriots. Kevin Bayard, Tennessee, ninety-one. Justin Simmons, most underrated safety in the league. Denver Broncos, ninety overall. I've said on about five or six podcasts now. Y'all sleeping on Denver need to wake up. Yes. Now, they're not going to unseat the Chiefs, but they will be a playoff team. And if I'm wrong, I don't care. I, I'm telling you, if Drew Locke puts it together, Denver's going to be dangerous in this new format. Uh, Chicago, Eddie Jackson, 89. Earl Thomas, Baltimore, 88. Too low. Micah Hyde, Baltimore, 88. All season. Mika Fitzpatrick had an 87 after the season he had last Stop. year. Stop. Stop it. it. No. Um,
2: 100% disagree with he that. He got traded 100%. from Miami
0: to Pittsburgh and he instantly made an impact. He's. Stop it. Um, I'm pretty
2: sure he was second to, or was in the talk to win defensive player of the year. Yeah,
0: he was great. Uh, they have Kendall Fuller listed as a safety.
2: They do? They do. Yeah. Wow.
0: Safety, 86. Which, let's okay. be real 86 overall. A lot of that's due to the fact that he had the game winning interception in the Super Bowl. Let's be real. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Kendall Fuller, but he's not better than Kyle. So. I um, agree. Yeah, there's really, like, Fitzpatrick is really the only one I have an issue with.
2: I surprised Malcolm Jenkins is at 85. I wish the Eagles would have kept him, but.
0: Yeah, I do too. Because now he's in my division.
2: Again. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mika Fitzpatrick, I have a big problem with that. He should be 90.
0: Yeah, I least. agree. Um, yeah, but as far as the free safeties. I personally think the strong safety class is always going to be stronger. But.
2: What do you think about Harrison Smith being a
0: 95? 100% agreement. Okay. He's top three safety in the league. Give me a second. I'm looking for the strong safety. Here we go. And me and you have already been over the Gronk and Zach Ertz thing. Yes. Now, while I agree Harrison Smith being a 95, Jamal Adams 92. Stop. Jamal Adams is the best safety in the National Football League. He should be a 95 or even higher.
2: I think Tyron Matthew should be 94.
0: I agree, Tyron Matthews.
2: But really here's the thing. When you're looking at
0: the, the best safety in the league, you're looking between Tyron Matthew, Jamal Adams, and Harrison Smith yes you're looking between these three and yes if you look at the ratings here the acceleration they're all in the 90s agility tyron and harrison are both in the 90s
2: derwin Um, james needs to be a 90
0: derwin james yes um even though he had a little bit of a down year in his second year malcolm jenkins 85 keanu neal is an 84 keanu neal is very good but he can't stay on the field He's injury prone. He can't stay on the field, and I hate it because he's a great player. Who's he play for? Falcons. Okay. Um, yeah. I to me, Jay Adams is the best safety. I agree. I think the offensive ratings are a lot worse than the defensive ones. Ten
2: times worse. Saquon
0: <laughs> Barkley being <laughs> there's in so many problems
2: them. with. Well, we were
0: looking at. Saquon Barkley being numero uno. Yes. But it's pretty much Madden 21. We bet we went over a lot, lot the last time that we did an episode. But what I don't get is that I see so many people saying hashtag Fix Madden Franchise fixed Madden Franchise I'm not going to buy the game. Yes you are. We all do. Yes. We all buy it. We all do it. It's something I look forward like, to every year. I look forward to a new Madden game I mean, every year, you... no matter what I agree or don't agree with with them. Yep. Um, I'm excited for it. So, it's exciting. We're going to venture off into some non-football stuff real quick. Um, it's exciting couple of days. The NBA season returns tomorrow to play this eight-game stretch before we get to the playoffs. Um then the the NHL is playing some exhibition games uh, tonight and the next day until they get their uh playoffs started or their play in playoff games started this Saturday. Um I'm a Rangers fan, so go Rangers. Hopefully we can beat up on the Carolina Hurricanes. I love Carolina, but not in this matchup. Um fun. Yeah, hockey's always gonna be fun. They're uh they're they're of course in a bubble up in uh Toronto and Edmonton. No positive test, by the way. The NBA is down in Orlando. No positive test. Compared to Major League Baseball, the Miami Marlins, who have thrown the MLB up in a shit storm. Excuse me. Um, with 17 positive COVID-19 cases. It has completely derailed the... The Yankees aren't supposed to be in Baltimore. They're supposed to be in Philly. But since that's not happening, I'm not really complaining because the Phillies are a yeah. lot better team than the Orioles yeah, the NBA restart. Um, favorites are obviously going to be the two L.A. teams out in the West, uh, the Clippers and the Lakers. Um, I just I, – I personally, I respect Kawhi as a player. I don't really like him. And Paul George is okay, but you got fully rested LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think the Lakers come out of the West – The East is tough because I I love Giannis and I love Milwaukee, but I don't trust them in the playoffs.
2: I don't either.
0: Boston's really good, but I don't know. Um, you got to think you got three
2: teams teams coming out of the Easter. Um, Bucks, uh, Boston or Raptors.
0: Yeah, Toronto is up there. They have that championship experience now. They don't have Kawhi, but a lot of their players on that team were on there your camera's off buddy um uh, as far as the other teams um indiana victor oladipo i don't see them getting out of the first round miami it really it's depends it really depends who they match up with um they match up with it indiana be- i think they'll be fine if they match it with philadelphia i do have my worries because all it takes is for ben simmons to just start getting hot and imbied uh Tobias Harris really isn't much, but I can't deny Joe Ben Simmons is one of the most athletic players the NBA has ever seen, even though he can't really shoot. And to me, Joel Embiid is you could argument the best center in the league. Yeah.
2: I think if Miami I'm pretty sure if they get that four or five spot, which will probably be Indiana and them and then, then
0: they the they Boston have, and Philly would be three and six. Would they play the Bucks
2: the next round? The, the four
0: they? seed, the four or five gets the winner. Of one eight, so yeah. yeah it would I, be think eight. If,
2: I think if we play the Bucks second round, I think we have a good chance. I think, but yeah, it I just depends know. on matchups,
0: and that's why we're playing eight games. Um, right now, if you had to ask me, put me on a spot NBA Finals. plus, I think it's Lakers Celtics. Okay, I think the Lakers beat the Celtics, and then they tie Boston. That would be pretty cool to see LA and Boston again. Um, It'd be sweet. I just I think Boston had Kimball Walker and he has postseason not in the NBA because you know Charlotte never put anything around him but yeah. uh, all you gotta do is go look back at twenty eleven with right. Connecticut. Uh, you got Jason then, uh, Tatum who's turning Jason into Tatum. a top five player in this league. Jalen Brown's pretty good. Uh, they have an excellent coach. Um, Marcus
2: Smart coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, I don't think Toronto gets back. Uh, they don't. They I, I love. I like them, but. The East better appreciate why they got while got it because God help you if KD and Kyrie Irving get healthy. Um, yeah. But yeah, as far as the Western Conference goes, they have a lot of good teams. Denver's good, but it's between the two LA teams, man. I mean, they've been the best teams in the league all year, along with Milwaukee. It's just I don't trust Milwaukee in the playoffs until they prove me wrong. I hope they do because I would love to see Giannis in a Miami Heat uniform in a couple years, but that's another totally different thing. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Um,
0: And I know Delby doesn't really follow hockey. I'm really the only one that really does a part of our group. But if you had to ask me right now, Stanley Cup final, Boston Bruins, Vegas Golden Knights. With when the final when
2: the um, Stanley Cup final comes, we'll we'll look back on this video to see if you're
0: right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I probably won't be because you know predictions. Um, just for yeah. the sake of it, I'll give a Super Bowl prediction right now since we're about to get in the training camp. Coming out of the NFC, Seattle. Coming out of the AFC, Baltimore. Really, Baltimore and Seattle. I okay. I personally think Lamar finally gets out of the playoff hunt. Um, I just think Baltimore adding what they've added, Patrick Queen, Calais Campbell, uh, Lamar's in his second full-time year. They're very well coached. Just getting past Kansas City, and I think Kansas City's tough schedule might end up biting them in the butt come playoff time. But mm-hmm. it's hard to bet against Mahomes, so I understand why people would call me crazy for that. Uh, heck, I, I like it. I like it. Heck, I'll go into Major League Baseball while we're at it. The World Series until but proven to me otherwise the New York Yankees-LA Dodgers. Yep. Um, so, I, this, we hope for it. I, my only concern is if that happens is the Yankees pitching outside of Garrett Cole because the Dodgers have bat after bat after bat. They do. I mean, they have Mookie it's... Betts and Bellinger in the same outfield, man. It's it's, not, it's not fair. The Dodgers, here's the difference, though. The Yankees have inconsistencies behind Garrett Cole. The Dodgers, best pitcher, can't get it done in the postseason. Kershaw's never yeah. been really good in the playoffs. He gets lit up almost every single year. Here's the question, though. Oh, I know what we need to talk about. Dodgers-Astros last night. I almost forgot about this. So, Major League Baseball came out today and said that they have suspended Dodgers pitcher Joe Kelly for eight games for his intentional throw at Alex Bregman and Carlos Correa. Uh, the Dodgers manager got suspended one game for his role, and Dusty Baker, the uh, Astros manager, got fined. So you mean to tell me you're going to suspend a guy who intentionally, I'm doing air quotes, by the way, threw at two guys and then got in an argument is gonna get eight more games than anybody on the Astros team for their roles in the scandal that was proven. This yeah. whole we gave the players immunity crap is ridiculous. It's stupid. Like, um I thought it was funny, like obviously I don't wanna see anybody get hurt, man. It's um but players gotta start sending messages to these players, man. Yep. Yeah. Now, do I cool. think he should have thrown it near the guy's head? No. That's dangerous. And he should have been ejected after the second one, if I'm being 100% honest. I mean, you can't throw 96-pound-hour fastballs at people's heads. mm mm-hmm. That's just kind of how I feel about the whole situation there. Uh, I don't know, man. I think the Astros got off lucky with the 60-game season. They especially got off lucky because they were supposed to come to New York against the Yankees in September.
2: Oh, they got lucky there's no fans. 100%. Oh,
0: they got lucky there was no fans in the. Do- Actually, that Dodgers game was in Houston, so they would have been fine. Um, but. But. But I've. Um, honestly, this sports with no fans thing, it's really weird. Weird. It's just like professional wrestling with no fans. Like, I've been watching for so long, even though WWE's putting these NXT guys in crowds. But. It's just weird, man. Um, it is weird. All right got a couple more questions and then we'll sign off make or break do this little segment you think he'll have a good year or he'll underachieve we're gonna call it make or break delby cleveland browns quarterback baker mayfield make or break
2: i say make i think he's gonna have a really good year um he's got a new coach coming in um and I think he has the way he performed last year. He's going to thrive off of that. He's been really quiet this off season compared to is his the others, and I think he's been working really hard. But I think if he underperforms this year, Cleveland's going to move on to a new quarterback. So I think that's going to motivate him even more. So I think he's going to have a bounce back year and have his team in the hunt for um, a wild card spot.
0: Um. All right. Make or break. Carson Wentz plays all 16 games for the second straight year.
2: I want to say make. I want to I, I he's he's gotten bigger this off season um which I like. Um I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to judge cuz injuries are just so difficult, but um I think he's going to perform like he has Like he did last season, even though he was, our team was depleted, I think, and now that we have weapons coming back, I think he's going to perform well. I think he's going to stay healthy. And I think the Eagles are trying to make it a priority for him to stay in the pocket as much as possible rather than running to get yards and stuff and being, um, uh, just being like vital to uh, getting hit and stuff like that. So.
0: Make or break? Cam Newton or Teddy Bridgewater has the better year?
2: I think Cam's going to have a better year just because of agree. Bill Belichick. And the. I don't know all the weapons he has, but he can run. Julian like Edelman, and make one Sonny Michelle, uh And the and only Kim. thing Teddy has is Christian McCaffrey, really. so
0: Okay, not true, but...
2: Um his biggest weapon. His biggest
0: like, weapon is McCaffrey, but I mean he's got DJ Moore who's criminally underrated, by the way. Curtis Samuel. Okay. Hopefully I can I hope Curtis can turn the tables and Robbie Anderson. So and it's there. Camp, it's so. the best receiving core we've had in decades, but
2: it's just but his, Teddy's not Cam, so that's just why, no. that's my reason. And
0: I have all the faith in the world in Teddy. I think he's a good quarterback. My only issue with is is speaking of Carson Wentz, is his durability. Cam got hurt behind this line. Mm-hmm. He just better learn how to run. Here is a main one though: make or break. Dallas makes the playoffs. Uh...
2: I would say break if they didn't expand the playoffs. Um, Fair. Because I think either Philly or Dallas is going to get that one of those wild card spots, and the other is going to win the division. Um. So I'm gonna say make just because I think both teams are gonna make the playoffs, but um, I don't know. I mean, they added CD Lamb, and they already have a really good team. So and they got a new coach, which they needed. But yeah, i will say make, which is hard to say, but
0: yeah, I'll say uh, it. I feel it. All right, one more. Let's see where we can go here. Oh, good one. Make or break. If Mitchell Trubisky is the starter week one, how long does he last before Nick Foles takes his job?
2: Uh, I don't even know if he'll. I don't even know if he'll be starter week one. Um, Which
0: I agree with you, but here's here. Of course, is for the sake of the debate. Trubisky okay. gets the starter role week one. How long does it last?
2: Two three weeks maybe. I, yeah. Really, I mean, I, 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 I agree that. with
0: you. I don't give it much time.
2: But I could be wrong. I don't know. I mean. I don't it's know, just, I could I think I could Nick wrong, Foles being back think,
0: in the system that he ran in Philadelphia. I,
2: and I also think the the team isn't big on Mitchell. like everyone as a whole no, isn't no, I mean, really that big on Mitchell, Mitchell Chibishi, kind so.
0: of talented, man. Uh, at they the running our, back position, they're, they kind a, they're kind of a question mark. Their defense is top five in the league. and People need to start putting some respect on the name of Allen Robinson.
2: Yes, I 100% am with you.
0: Before we head off, let me check this NFL 100 list real quick. See where we're at here. Whoa! Wow! Happened. Mahomes is number four
2: you're lying
0: no I'm not Patrick Mahomes is number four number three is Aaron Donald it's between Lamar and Russell Wilson for one and two
2: Lamar's one Wilson's two that's BS though so that, that wow. ain't right
0: I mean hey that you know what right. you know what you know what I can't disagree with Lamar being one he won the MVP he was the best regular season player Okay, I get that, but but Mahomes, Mahomes should be, too, be four. I no. personally think ugh, it's tough because Aaron Donald is a beast, but the three so quarter, but the three quarterbacks were so good. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes. Wow, is, that, that's that's crazy. That that, that was there, a I shock. Think. Um, yeah, I think Lamar will be one, Russell Wilson two. Which I agree with having Russell Wilson in the top two. Um, That dude doesn't get enough respect, in my opinion. I agree. Um, Like I said, the man was a third-round pick. He's small, and he's been the two Super Bowls, has a Super Bowl title. That throw he had last year to Tyler Lockett. Nuts. (laughs) Insane. He's very hard to bring down. But that's going to be the top 100 list. It has a lot of problems, but McCaffrey being below Michael Thomas. Um... (laughs) But I don't disagree with any of the players in the top ten except for the Julio-Derrick Henry thing. That's my main concern. Um, and then Michael Thomas being above Hopkins and Julio. Where that's kind of an oof. But that's probably going to do it for today's episode. I know we had some technical difficulties. Buddha was here for half of it. I hope he enjoys the remaining half when he takes a listen through. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. That's Delby. This is Biggie. Buddha was also here. Carl will be back with us. What next? We probably won't have another episode until I know that we can have all four of us here for episode 10. Pretty much a big milestone for our 10th episode. So we may have one next week, but we don't know. Uh, our 10th episode will be a big one, though. We'll come up with some big things. Yes, um, sir. Sure. I will say, I will want to announce one thing, though, if we have a season of what we're going to do. Uh, we're gonna do a predictions for the four of us. Predict every game, every week up until the Super Bowl, and see who has the most points. I like it. I might even make it the boys championship for it or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um. But yeah, that's Delby. This is Biggie. We're signing off at the Boys Podcast episode nine. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Boys the We will see y'all next time. Peace.